0: The Holy Roman Empire, overview of the early history of the Holy Roman Empire, part one. Well, this is obviously a new topic, and this is a topic that is really confusing. And it is very rarely covered, hardly at all. It's mentioned. You mention it with Charlemagne being crowned the Holy Roman Emperor. You find it later on in the Middle Ages in the battle between Frederick II and the papacy, uh, the Crusades, all the way up into, you know, modern times. It does technically end at the time of Napoleon, but it then changes forms and eventually that conglomerate becomes Germany. So what are we going to be doing? Well, I'm going to go back to the beginning. I'm going to start with fall of the Roman Empire and we'll move along those particular lines. Now, I'm also going to be starting a series on the various barbarian tribes that entered Rome at the end of the Roman Empire. So technically one day during the week, there'll be something about the Ostrogoths, etc., and so on. And then we'll be working on the Holy Roman Empire and they will kind of go over each other. Now, one of the things that's going to happen, we're going to be looking at lots of Kings We're going to be looking at the Ottonian kings. We're going to be looking at all sorts of various emperors in the region that eventually becomes Germany. But we're also going to be talking about the popes. The papacy have political issues and it's not just a religious group. They have political power and they're going to use it. This is one of the battles that goes on between the German leaders and the popes. And so we're going to have good popes, and we're going to have bad popes, and we're going to have very bad popes at some times. This is going to be a gradual process, but as I said before, this isn't done usually in coursework in Western Civ, unless you take a specific class, and even then it's going to have to be general. But, you know, we talk about bits and pieces of it, As I said before, Charlemagne the Holy Roman Emperor, crowned by Pope Leo, which is going to be one of the greatest moves politically that the papacy ever made at that particular time. And then you have that title that goes to the Germans, and you have Frederick Barbarossa during the Crusades, and the popes kind of hide away a little bit, but we're going to bring them out and look at their position. Because, you know, Pope Benedict III, one of the greatest of the medieval popes, believed that no king actually controlled their land, it was all controlled by God, therefore they needed to come to him and pay homage to him, the pope, to receive their land and the right to rule it. That's a pretty extreme political point of view. So let's see what we're going to do. Now this first part, I just want to give a little bit of background on the titles and some other things, and then I'll talk about the various books that I'm going to use, because I'm going to give you a very long list this time, and I'll break it up in the smaller portions as as I utilize it. But one of the first things we need to talk about is just exactly what is the Holy Roman Empire. Now the question will probably be debated for centuries, but the following facts prevail. In the course of time, the ancient Roman Empire had grown too large for one man to control. From the time of Constantine, two emperors ruled over the Roman Empire as alleged equals, one in Constantinople and one in Rome. Of course, you have this split initially made by Diocletian, but it becomes formalized under Constantine the Great as the years passed the western half of the empire deteriorated and fell into the hands of the various germanic barbarians who claimed allegiance to the emperor of constantinople and actually set themselves up as romans but who were in reality a new group of rulers the eastern emperors retained nominal authority over the West, but their negligence inspired the people of Rome to restore the Roman emperors in the personage of Charlemagne. With the rise of Charlemagne, the Eastern and Western Empire split but maintained good relations. Now the Holy Roman Empire is that Western Roman Empire from the time of that split. Many consider it to be Charlemagne's empire alone but others see it as Charlemagne's dynasty merely being a shining star of a part of the Holy Roman Empire. The empire itself came to be made with many different states or countries with semi-autonomous rule. It was called the Empire of Many Nations. This empire also became the property of the papacy. So you have three ruling entities that will emerge during this period. Imperial authority, papal authority, and the authority of the local kings and countries now exactly what the empire was is perhaps unclear even to its own vassals of the time period in reality it was an empire in transition the holy roman empire was indeed the legitimate remnant of the roman empire but it was in a crucial transitional stage the old ideas about empires were vanishing and new ideas were slowly emerging transforming the empire Ancient Rome had once been a republic, which transformed into imperialism. Throughout the Middle Ages, the Roman Empire was now swinging back in the other direction. Amid the power struggles, the power plays, and the Crusades, notions of individual rights stemming from the Bible, as well as older but improved ideas about republics, began to gather more support. Countries maintained the facade of the old empire while embracing the new ideas. Eventually, it became clear that the two simply could not coexist. Sooner or later, either the empire had to die or modern freedoms had to die. Now, frequently, the Reformation is considered to be the split that left the Holy Roman Empire in its death throes. The Thirty Years' War, for example, still rolls around. We're not quite ready to talk about... The fall of it. Let's look at its boundaries. Now the boundaries of the old empires were easy to, easily defined. The emperors wielded direct control over certain regions, often through a regional governor, or even kings who would pay tribute to the emperor. In the early days under Charlemagne and Louis the Pious, this was the case. But as the high Middle Ages emerged, the emperor had not the military might or the strength to exact tribute even from those countries who readily acknowledged his rules. Such well-defined borders, therefore, again defy the Holy Roman Empire. So then, how can the boundaries of the empire be defined? acknowledged that empire was a compact between emperors and popes. The pope, in theory, was only a spiritual leader, not a political one. But none doubt that the popes would one day wield far greater political power than many of the emperors. So the empire, Holy Roman Empire, is divided in two separate parts, dubbed the Imperial Empire and the Papal Empire, both equal portions of the Holy Roman Empire. The Imperial Empire is defined as the ancient empires were. The papal empire, however, is defined as any portion of the empire, nominally under the authority of the emperor and the pope, whose kings succumbed to papal will in issues of politics as opposed to religion. So Spain, loyal to the papacy, became part of the empire in the late Middle Ages, and became the pope's most ardent supporter, even being the birthplace of one of the Holy Roman Emperors. So also England. So the Holy Roman Empire is then a story of both emperors and popes in any history that ignores one, ignores the whole. So we're going to be discussing lots of emperors and lots of popes. It will also tell the story of Italy, Germany, France, and the Kingdom of Jerusalem. It will recount the later history of England and Spain, as well as those countries in, that at one time or another were part of the Empire of Nations. And the history of the Holy Roman Empire has engulfed not only the conquests of emperors and politics of papacy, but the Crusades and other events that sought to enlarge the papal empire even to the New World. So that's a little bit of the basis of what we're going to be looking at. Probably, for those of you who have been listening to my podcast over the years, you'll have a really good grasp on the French part, because I did a whole series on the Merovingians and the Carolingians. So some of this will be a little bit of a rehash, just not in as much detail. But I've not really done anything on the other side of the collapse of the separation of Charlemagne's empire. That area, which becomes the Ottonian kings and emperors, and eventually turns into Germany. So we'll be seeing a lot of that. In addition, I've talked a lot about the popes, but during the Renaissance period, when we have the wars in Italy, now we're going to see the popes in a much more political sense as well. So next time we'll get together, we'll talk about some some things such as, was it Roman, Uh, was it an empire, and when did it fall? Now, the sources for this, this is the complete list of what I'm going to be using. There is a lot of primary sources that you can use if you're good at Latin and German. Religion and the Holy Roman Empire by Ferguson, Before France and Germany by Gary, The Oxford History of Medieval Europe by Holmes, The Papal Encyclopedia by Bunsen. Now, you could use the Catholic Encyclopedia, but be forewarned, they're not going to have much of the juicy gossip of a bad Pope. The Capetian Kings of France, 987-1328 by Butler and Adams. French History, Volume 1 by Guizot. Barbarian Invasions by Delbruck. Early Germans by Todd. And the Rise and Fall of the Holy Roman Empire by Chriswell. So I hope you enjoyed that. And as always, don't forget to come by the website, sumahistorica.com or historyaccordingtobob.com and ask a question. Leave a comment, check out our merchandise, and if you like what we're doing, please feel free to support us. Thank you very much.